Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 22nd of August, 2022. In InfoSec news this week, uh, breaking story, the password management firm LastPass was apparently hacked two weeks ago, enabling threat actors to steal the company's source code and proprietary technical information. This disclosure comes after a few outlets learned of the breach from insiders during the previous week and reached out to the company without receiving a response to certain questions. Sources have said that employees have been scrambling to contain the attack after LastPass was breached. LastPass has since released a security advisory, confirming it was breached through a compromised developer account which hackers use to access the company's developer environment. While LastPass does say that there is no evidence currently that customer data or encrypted password vaults were compromised in any way, the threat actors did steal portions of their source code and, quote, proprietary LastPass technical information. To quote the release, In response to the incident, we have deployed containment and mitigation measures and engaged a leading cybersecurity and forensics firm. While our investigation is ongoing, we have achieved a state of containment, implemented additional enhanced security measures, and seen no further evidence of unauthorized activity. LastPass has not yet provided further details regarding the attack, such as how the threat actors compromised the developer account and what source code was stolen. The full security advisory was emailed to LastPass customers and can be reviewed if you are affected. LastPass is one of the largest password management companies in the world, claiming to be used by over 33 million individuals and 100,000 businesses. Customers and businesses use the company's software to store their passwords securely, but there are always concerns that if the company itself is hacked, it could allow threat actors to access stored password vaults. However, LastPass does store passwords in encrypted vaults, which can only be decrypted using a user's master password, which LastPass does say was not compromised as part of this attack. Last year, LastPass did suffer a credential stuffing attack which allowed threat actors to confirm a user's master password. It was also revealed that LastPass master passwords were stolen by threat actors, distributing the redline password-stealing malware strain. Due to this, it is vital to enable multi-factor authentication on your LastPass accounts so that threat actors will not be able to access your account even if your password itself is compromised. Based on a recent report, cybercriminals are exploiting dormant Microsoft accounts in order to bypass multi-factor authentication, or MFA, and gain access to cloud services and corporate networks. This technique has been detailed by cybersecurity researchers at Mandiant, who say the exploit is being used in hacking campaigns by APT29, also known as Cozy Bear, a hacking and espionage operation widely believed to be linked to Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service, or SVR. Other offensive cyber threat groups are thought to be using the same tactic. Multi-factor authentication is an extremely useful tool for organizations looking to prevent account takeovers and cyber attacks against cloud services and other parts of the network. In fact, during engagements, it's one of the first things cybersecurity companies generally recommend to shore up defenses. However, while it's extremely effective at defending against intrusions, it is not infallible, and cyber attackers are finding ways around it increasingly over the past year. According to the report, cybercriminals are exploiting the self-enrollment process for applying MFA to Microsoft Azure Active Directory and other platforms in order to take control of Microsoft 365 and other accounts. When organizations first roll out MFA to its users, many platforms allow users to enroll their MFA device, usually a smartphone, the next time they log in. This process is often followed because it's the most efficient way to provide as many users as possible with MFA to help secure their accounts. 
But as researchers have pointed out as part of this disclosure, if there's no additional verification around the MFA enrollment process, anyone who knows the username and password of an account can apply multi-factor authentication to it, so long as they are the first person to do so. And hackers are using this flaw to gain access to accounts. In one particular instance, detailed by Mandiant, attackers attributed to APT29 gained access to a list of undisclosed mailboxes, which they obtained through unknown means, and successfully managed to guess the password of an account which had been set up, but never used, a so-called dormant account. The attacker was then prompted by Azure Active Directory to set up multi-factor authentication, and not only had control of the account, but was also able to tie MFA to any device that they owned, exploiting MFA in order to provide continuous access to the account. From here, the attackers were able to use the account to access the victim organization's VPN infrastructure. The researchers don't disclose the victim or what the overall aim of the attack was, although AP29 is known to primarily target US interests and those of NATO and other countries. This incident shows that even with MFA in place, it is possible for cybercriminals to bypass the protection it offers by accessing and exploiting dormant accounts, something that may go undetected for some time. To counter this, it's recommended that organizations ensure additional protections are put in place in order to verify that the user registering the account is illegitimate. In an interesting development, the Lockbit ransomware operations data leak sites have been shut down over the weekend due to a DDoS attack telling them to remove the Entrust allegedly stolen data. Back in July, the digital security giant Entrust confirmed a cyber attack disclosing that the threat actors had stolen data from its network during an intrusion back in June. At the time, sources claimed that it was a ransomware attack, but could not independently confirm that Lockbit were behind it. Last week, however, Lockbit did claim responsibility for this attack and began leaking data. This leak consisted of 30 screenshots of data allegedly stolen from Entrust, including legal documents, marketing spreadsheets, and accounting data. Soon after the leaks began, researchers began reporting that the ransomware gang's Tor data leak sites were unavailable due to a DDoS attack. Security research group VX Underground apparently learned from Lockbit Support, the public-facing representative of the Lockbit ransomware gang, that their Tor sites were under attack by someone they believed to be affiliated with Entrust. To quote the exchange, DDoS attack began immediately after the publication of data and negotiations. Of course it was them. Who else needs it? In addition, in the logs there is an inscription demanding the removal of their data. We can see from the provided HTTPS communications and requests that the attacker added a message to Lockbit in the user agent field listed delete entrust motherfuckers. In retaliation to the attack, Lockbit's data leak sites now show a message warning that the ransomware gang plans to upload all of Entrust's data as a torrent, which will make it almost impossible to remove. Furthermore, the threat actors have shared the alleged negotiations between Entrust and the ransomware gang, with the chats indicating that the initial ransom demand was 8 million US and dropped to 6.8 million US as negotiations continued. Authors of this release, Bleeping Computer, have apparently contacted Entrust to ask if they were responsible for the DDoS attack on Lockbit, but did not receive a reply. So at this point, it is unclear if Entrust, an affiliated cybersecurity company, or simply a rival threat actor, is taking advantage of the situation by conducting these attacks. Whether victims, cybersecurity companies, or even government entities may adopt such tactics in the future, if they are not already doing so, remains to be seen. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss any of the items outlined here. And thank you very much for listening.